Welcome to the Thrive Without Limits podcast. I'm your host, Jake Deichler, an Olympic athlete, husband, and father. Join us every week as we bring you inspiring stories and valuable lessons to help you thrive in all areas of your life. Let's get after it. Welcome back to another special episode of the Thrive Without Limits podcast. I'm thrilled to have with us today a truly exceptional guest, Joe Rao. I just want to take a second to introduce Joe. Joe is currently ranked as the number one wrestler at 97 kilograms in Greco-Roman wrestling in the United States. Joe is a Chicago native whose accolades include being a Fargo Junior National Champion, a D3 National Champion, a three-time U.S. Open Champion, and a three-time U.S. Senior World Team member. What makes this interview even more special is that Joe joined us all the way from Croatia, where he's currently doing a training camp. This is a fun conversation filled with incredible insights into training, mindset, overcoming obstacles as Joe pursues his Olympic dream. Enjoy the show. What's going on? <laughs> How you doing, man? Good, man. Good. Just out in uh, Croatia doing a little training camp. How are you? Good, man. Thanks for jumping on. Yeah, absolutely, man. Um, yeah. I, it, it's the way that this came about is hilarious because I was down at the University of Minnesota yesterday. I'm walking around at like, I was doing some work and stuff and here pulls up Brett Farr. And I'm like, oh, hey, Brett, you know, just out of the blue. I'm like, just happened to be. And then Ben Morgan walks up. We start talking. And I'm like, yeah, I started this podcast. And they're like, you need to get Joe Rao on. I was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> so I shoot you a text. Here we are less than 24 hours later. <laughs> you know, just That's crazy. And, and then you said, that's awesome, man. Yeah. I mean, that's amazing. Yeah, yeah. So since we last talked, I think when I last talked to you was at Zach's wedding, I, w- I did decide to come back to wrestling at that point. Yeah. Um. I think that's like just when I decided to come back. Uh, that's when I last talked to you. So, so yeah, now I'm in the full swing of it, man. I'm uh, jumping from country to country trying to get ready for Olympic trials. You know, it's uh, it's crazy how fast it flew by already. But, yeah, man, everything's been good, man. How is uh, Brett doing? He, he's doing good. I think I was talking to him. He did like some catch-a-as-catch-can wrestling tournament over somewhere in Europe. I don't remember where. But yeah, he, I mean, he's doing good, man. He just brought up your name and it was so funny. Cause I'm talking to Pat Smith next week and I'm like, well, let's oh, just nice. get the Greco guys on, man. We gotta, <laughs> let's, get, let's get all these yeah. Olympic and world team members going, man. He was just out here with me. There was, there was a couple storm guys out here with me. Uh, yeah. So Rich Carlson and, uh, Dylan were out here too. And, yeah. uh, I'm going to be out here for a long time. I'm going to be out here until March. So, wow. uh, yeah, it's gonna it's gonna be it's gonna be a while out here for me. But I I didn't even know I was staying out here that long until like we got out to Croatia, because the plan was originally to go home after this camp. Yeah, and then uh, I'm training at the OTC, and so the OTC coaches came out and they're like, you know, you should try and stay out here longer. Uh, and so I just like pieced it together like last second, like, hey, can I come train with you guys? Like, can I get into this camp? Can I get into this tournament? So now I just like extended my trip by two months so you know that's amazing. Just, <laughs> yeah it's amazing so are you in Zag- so i had to look it up on a map i've never been to croatia mm. like are you in zagreb or where are you at because you did the tournament right is that when you started yeah, the, tur- the tournament the tournament was in uh zagreb and then uh now we're in a town called porridge so we're on like the adriatic sea yeah and um yeah we do there's a really good camp out here, like a ton of countries, like super hard practices. And, uh, yeah, so this is, uh, it's, it's a pretty nice spot. We're actually pretty close to like Slovenia and Italy. 
or like north on the Adriatic Sea. Wow. So, uh, yeah, it, it's really pretty. It's like a, it's a nice place to vacation. It's not really the season for it, but we're like, we're right on the water. It'd be like oh, a that's amazing. super cool place to come back to. Yeah. That's amazing. So you did, now I was looking at those, a grab that ranking tournament. What is like the ranking tournament series or what all are that? Is that just like an Olympic year thing or? So basically they're doing, they're trying to do like a point system to like for, for the rankings. So it's yeah. like, if you, there's certain tournaments that go towards your ranking. So it's like, there's, there's a series of ranking tournaments. I know they did one in like Hungary. They got one in Croatia. They, they, so they all have a couple of those throughout the year and then world championships, like, and I think, uh, whatever your continental championships, like Pan Americans and stuff like that also count towards the ranking. So basically you medal or you win, you get a certain amount of points. And then that like contributes to your overall points is like your world ranking. So it's, uh, oh. it's kind of a funny way to do it, but I know that like some sports like judo, that's like how they qualify for the Olympics, I think is like a point system. Really? So, so it's, it's not, not just like tournaments or Pan Ams. It's a point system. Yeah, it's like an accumulation of what you've done all year, which is kind of a cool way to do it. Yeah. Um, because there's like good things and bad things about our trial system. You know, you like <laughs> you could have a really crappy tournament that you know. Percent. Like, yeah, you know. <laughs> so uh, it's uh, but really like, I mean, I think it's a good thing. It's not like perfect because there's like Russian dudes. And like, and guys that don't go to any of the like ranking tournaments and they show up to worlds and just like crush everybody. They're like, you know, They're like, where did, <laughs> where did he come from? <laughs> yeah. They, they got no points, but I do think it's good because it's kind of moving in the direction of like being able to see people where like, I don't know if you remember, like when you were doing it, probably was always blind draw, right? Oh it, yeah. There was it no was seating. A, no seating. Which, you can be the you can be you know the best guy in the world, and you get the second best guy in the world first match. You know, which is crazy. <laughs> you know, but uh, that's it. I mean, so and well, like for you guys, like what's for Greco? What's the Olympic trials process this year? I know we're coming up. It's Olympic year. It's exciting. Is it final yeah. X for you guys, or is it like a standard like trials challenge tournament or? Yeah, it's like the standard. So, like, they do Final X every year except for this year. So, now they're just going to do – so, they're going to do a trials challenge tournament. And then, um, well, a lot of it depends on what happens in March. There's, there's going to be the Olympic qualifier for Pan American. Yeah. And so, the guy's got to get, you know, the weight qualified. That's a big deal. And then – if that deal. happens, he's sitting in the finals, and then we're going to wrestle a challenge tournament. And and then the second day, you know, you win that challenge tournament, the second day you wrestle the guy sitting in the finals, and you got to beat him best two out of three. There you so, go. So, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, go. uh, it's getting exciting. And, and before I, like, hopped on the call with you, I was just thinking about, like, what your experience must have been because, like, I, I, like, make this Olympic team. I'm, I'm going to be – 33 like it must have been crazy you made it at 18 you know <laughs> like so, it's be a totally different i mean different like thing, two different know? opposite ends of the spectrum right i mean and i'm gonna be just to give you credit or even like pat like i'm talking to you or i'm talking to pat smith like everything aside i would if it wasn't for my injuries i had dude i i'd probably still be with you guys training wrestling yeah i yeah. said so yeah. much like but i remember like when i was on the team i was 18 
And who was it? I think TC Dantzler. I think he was 36 at the time. Right. Yeah. And he's like, my mom and dad at the time were 38. You know, so yeah, he's crazy. Like, he's I looked at him like he's like right above me. I'm like, TC, you legitimately could be my dad. You know, I was just giving him a hard time. But he, yeah. he just he just picked me up and tossed me, you know. But dude, I mean beast, man. I and you've been, but it's so cool. Like I was going back looking at your story, and just to go back, like I was digging into you yesterday. I found you on Ryan Warner's podcast on Wrestling Changed My Life. Shout out to Ryan. I mean, that podcast yeah. is awesome. If you guys want to check it out, yeah, it's episode awesome, 235. But I I didn't know like your your history, how you got it. was such a cool episode, man. Tell everybody. So you're from Chicago, right? Let's go back to the beginning. You grew Thanks. up. Yeah, yeah. So I'm from Chicago. Um, and uh I grew up in a family that didn't wrestle. Yeah. Um I actually had a really big time wrestler that was like a distant relative, but that was it. Like that was, it wasn't like a, a guy who like, I really grew up knowing. Uh, I met him once at a funeral. He was NCAA champion too. It was crazy. Was it? Uh, Steve Marinetti. Oh uh, yeah. And, He'd be like a Macarabia. It's a way final. Yeah. Yeah. That was yeah a big so match. it's like, I, I grew up knowing that, 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 like, that, that was kind of like sort of in my blood. Like that's like somebody, that's related, but he's like my dad's second cousin. It's like really oh. distant related. You're like really far, but I met him at a funeral. And for me, it was still cool because I'm like, you know, most wrestlers are in a family of like their dad wrestled, their brother wrestled. They're like, I, I completely was just like uh, on my own. And like, yeah. it would have been cool to have one of those journeys. Like I'm always like jealous of like brothers that get to do it together and stuff their like second, that. Second, third um, generation or what? Yeah. But I think there was like good and bad things that came from, you know, like everybody's got their own like way of getting into it. I think yeah. it it took me a, a longer time than some of those people like because you inherit knowledge, you inherit like their network, you inherit like their technique, like they've been through it before, like they can talk you through things. Yeah. So I was kind of always just felt like I was completely on my own. But I think I gained a lot of resilience that way, and I learned a lot. And I, I learned I learned how to basically self train myself, you know, and like which really paid dividends when I got older. Yeah, you know. But um, I I got into wrestling in a wild way. I was just like a, this scrappy kid in my neighborhood. Like I, I was kind of <laughs> one of the younger kids, you know. So the yeah, kids were always picking yeah. on me, and I would get into fights. And I had this Polish dude that lived across the alleyway from me. And uh, he's just this jack Polish dude. And he was always telling my parents, like, you should get him into wrestling. And they're like, no, no. You know, like, what are you, what are you talking about? And uh, I was always getting in trouble, like, for fights, dude. Like, all the time. But you were, but, like, naturally, you were an aggressive kid. You were, yeah, ah, yeah. You're, you're like, this yeah. is perfect. And then your Polish neighbor's like, we got to get him in wrestling. Yeah, yeah, and that's exactly how it happened, and it, and it was it was crazy. And um, you know, at the time, I I was like watching Stone Cold and stuff. I, it's funny because oh, I've heard yeah. a lot of people say this, so I was kind of expecting that. But then, like when I got there, it was perfect. I mean, I also like I came from more of a football family, yep. and so like I was too young to play tackle football, and like, I, but I was like, yeah, I was getting into fights. I wanted to play football. We were playing pickup games of football, and like. You know, everybody on the neighborhood, including my brother and his friends, would just pick on me really bad. Or they'd tell me I couldn't play in the game or they'd just, like, give me a hard time. 
So I was yeah. always fighting. I was always fighting older kids. And like, uh, I, I was just pretty wild. And uh, I had so much energy, you know, I, I was like, yeah. ADHD kind of kid. So <laughs> yeah, then, uh, bouncing all over, but <laughs> you were built for wrestling. That's all there is yeah. to it. Yeah. And they took me to a, like a, just a one-off in like a Chicago city park, which like, yeah. it's not like Minnesota. It's not like uh especially like in the city, it's not a, uh, necessarily like a, a breeding ground for wrestling. You go to like a city park. It's, yeah. it's not like it's very low level, you know, but like, yeah. I went there and I was just like, I was just scaring all the other kids. I was, I was like, they, they were like all running away from me. Like I was just trying to <laughs> just strut your stuff, and they're like, "Okay, I want nothing to do with this guy." I love yeah, I it. think there were some kids where their parents like took him in. Like, yeah, I think it'd be good for him. And like me, I was just, I was just nuts. You know, like I was just trying. <laughs> I was just trying to grab people. And uh, get over here! Like, get over here! Like <laughs> this kid needs more. He needs more. <laughs> yeah at the end of it the guy was just like you know yeah you got to get him on like a real team so then my parents kind of were like all right he like he's really into it and so we went back to my neighbor like all right take him to the team that your son wrestles at and uh it it was called the main eagles and uh it was at a school in the suburbs so right outside of the city which is like most of the good wrestling teams are outside of the city or if you're in like the city you you go to a catholic school like that's what i ended up doing yeah but um yeah and i i fell in love with it but you know my story is like i think like not coming from wrestling family that was a that was a big advantage like i like really really loved it like i was so into it and it was my thing mm-hmm. and like it broke my heart a lot because i didn't have success early but like i wanted it so bad and i literally like poured everything into it like every camp i can get to every tournament i can get to every like like um, every book I can buy or like VHS tape or whatever. Like I, I really had to work hard to even know where to go and find these teams and find Greco. And so like that journey, I think um, it, it helped me later on because I do notice that like there's advantages now to kids coming up is that they can, they can just have everything in, on their phone, like in their pocket, they can see everything, find everything like that journey of like having to figure out, even where to go and like what tournaments or the terms to go to. Like, I remember I found out about Fargo from like a pamphlet. It was like a bro, you know, it was like a bro. No, it was that like Fargo. junior state or something or one of those like little booklets. Yeah. 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 You might've been on it too. It was <laughs> yeah, like no, somebody no way, saying, you know, yeah. it might've been you, but like, no. it was like a brochure and I was like, damn. And like everything, like it even took me a while just to figure out, like what this stuff was, like what was the highest level of the sport, like where to go, like how to, like whose door do you got to knock on, you know? And and uh, yeah. so like look, looking back, it's like a, it's a way different journey than like kids have it now. But I do think that wrestling has evolved, like their technique is way better and like they can get to those like high levels faster. But like, even when I, like I went from never winning a match at state, like I only qualified for state once and I went 0-2 and then i like overnight i just won fargo but it was like you you did not even place at your state tournament and you win junior nationals yeah and it it was nuts yeah um that's amazing joe and then after that is kind of just it was it was you know there was there was some lumps but i i wrestled at a high level after that like i had a high level of success i was consistently winning big tournaments after that moment 
and really I think it was, it was just a mental thing. You know, it was actually like being able to finally see myself win a big tournament. And then I was like, all right, I am, I am as good as I like, you know, dreamed I could be, or I I can be as good as I dream of being, you know what I mean? Where it was just like, you know, from six years old, because I still started pretty early. I started when I was six. I wanted to be, I wanted to be like the top guy, you know, for so long. And this every year I, I sounded crazy. Cause I'm like, I'm going to be a state champ this year. And I, and I worked that hard, yeah. but I just Back wasn't happening. Yeah. yeah. But I do think that like, there was something going on mentally. Like I was, um, maybe I cared too much and I didn't truly believe, or I didn't have the success to like, you know, truly believe in myself. Like I just needed yeah. like something so out of somewhere, like give me a tournament where I like break through. And then I broke through and it was like, all right, like I'm, wow. I'm doing the right thing and I can believe in it and the power and believing what you're doing, you know? Amazing. So like, yeah, it was, it was crazy, but I showed up that tournament like 60 pounds heavier than the year before. <laughs> before too what so because you were did you train with like mike powell and dardanes shout out to the dardanes brothers but yeah guys you kind of like in the summer illinois is it kind of the same thing where hey the kids are getting together at clubs at overtime wherever it was or how did that yeah yeah so like and and i think that all that paid off like i i was part of a team that didn't do anything in the off season and so then i lived in everybody else's wrestling room you know like there you go so like oak park where they went and me and the dardanes grew up in the same neighborhood and um yeah they they ended up transferring to oak park because they could move my dad was a chicago cop so like in in the city of chicago you have to live within the city limits you can't like move to a suburb if they got a better school or like okay okay and so then like i actually tried like i was gonna get I liked Oak Park so much. I was going to get like uh, <laughs> legally emancipated from my parents <laughs> and like. You're going to get go adopted live, so you can live with go, my coach yeah. Paul or something. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I was going to go like move in with somebody and like, yeah, everybody was like, this is crazy. But I was like, I really, yeah, I, 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 <laughs> I love that wrestling room. And they basically called me an adopted husky because I yeah. was there every day, you know, Amazing. and, um, and uh, I, I went to overtime too, and a lot of it was scraping money together, you know, amongst family and fundraising, wow. and like so every year, like and raising money, yeah, selling flowers yeah. or salt bags or whatever it was. That's yeah. amazing. Yeah, man. even even going to Fargo was like that. Like I was showing up with like dollar bills crumpled up, you know, yes. like a bunch of change, and you know, well, the like, fight. The fight was always there. The want. And it's like, I keep hearing this idea of like, you're right. Like it could be in a disadvantage, maybe not having that wrestling back. But for you, it's like, you took it, you turned it into an advantage. Your love for wrestling was so much. It outweighed everything else, you know? Cause sometimes yeah. you see kids that come from wrestling families where, Hey, they might feel this pressure for whatever reason. And they're out of the sport by the time, you know, or they're look at you, man. You're, you're still yeah, with the yeah. dream. I love it. I love it. Yeah. Yeah, and I think it's interesting. I mean, nobody made me do it. Like, uh, yeah. nobody, like, really pushed me to do it either, like, within my own family. And I would say even a lot of coaches, like, growing up, like, I didn't get, like, a ton of pressure put on me by anyone but myself until I started being successful, which was, like, later on. 
Yeah. <laughs> it's just like, I didn't get a lot of attention from coaches. Like I was in like the best rooms I was in, I was usually just like a fly on the wall, soaking up everything, you know, but yeah. like it meant, it meant a lot to me just to like, I think I did take in a lot of that stuff and I took it to heart because I wasn't one of the top guys and like coaches weren't giving me attention. So I was getting in the best rooms and like, and, um, you know, I was listening to everything they were saying and trying to do it, you know, like uh, on and off the mat and like living the life. But like, even with my little brother, like since I like had success and he was 11 years younger than me, yeah, he felt a lot of pressure to wrestle. And like, I, I can tell like he didn't want to wrestle and like, he's a big, strong kid, but he didn't want to wrestle. And I can, I can tell that it was like bothering him. Like he was like upset, like upset and he felt like all this pressure and i I had to like tell him it's like dude you don't have to wrestle it was like yeah my thing you know but like even like like my friends and coaches and other people in wrestling they see him he's a big strong kid like every that's like the first thing they ask him every time they see him like oh when are you gonna start wrestling when are you gonna start wrestling i are like and like i get to (laughs) yeah 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 i introduced him to it i took him to like a couple practices and he did pretty good but it was like wasn't his thing but he was like so nervous about like he felt pressure without even starting to yeah, do that's it not, that's not fair. and i was like dude oh. you don't you don't have to wrestle just because i did and he was just like i can tell he was like very relieved but i was, I was like, like oh go do what i want <laughs> yeah. <laughs> My life. yeah but yeah, yeah that was i think i think that was a good thing too and like why i had like longevity with like enjoying the sport was that like there was a lot of years where my mom was like, I'm not taking you back next year. And I'm like, no, I'm, I'm going because like, I would be so heartbroken when I wouldn't get the result I want at the end of the year. Yeah. Like, this is bad for you. I'm not like taking you back. I'm like, no, I'm not, I'm not like quitting, you know, like, like, so I'm like the opposite. Up. Yeah. It was the opposite of like most people's uh, experience, you know? And 100%. I was actually jealous of people sometimes like when they're, when their parents were really into it or they're like, yeah, they had siblings to do it with, but like yeah. there's definitely, uh, you know, advantages and disadvantages. You know, but you're still here. You're still going. That's, I mean, that's yeah. advantage. Look, it's like look at that longevity you got out of that, that drive and that. You know, it's cool too. Like, I was thinking about. I was like, okay, you've made. You were, you know, Fargo national champ. You're D three national champ. You've made three world teams, and you're the guy. You know, and all these, re- and you've traveled all over the world with the sport of wrestling, which very few people get to experience. Of all the wrestling rooms and the training, do you, I mean, how cool is that be able to get, you probably, do you pull little nuggets from all these places? Like, hey, I've been here, I, I get this. And make that part of your style? Or how does that go? You know, has that been a big yeah. part of it? Or Yeah, I think definitely ever since you, you like start traveling overseas to wrestle you like pick up so many different things and sometimes it's like techniques sometimes it's literally just like a feel like oh i can tell that these guys aren't flexing all the time like i'm in i'm in american rooms guys are flexing all the time and and that's like one of the biggest things i like bring and i think it it like sometimes it pisses off guys in folk style rooms because i'm just like kind of like chilling and there's like you know like like you'll feel like some of it is just like a feel like when i hand fight i'm not like flexing i'm like almost loose and then i like snap like into an advantage position kind of like a good tie or like yeah set up an attack and, and some of its tactics like um and there are a lot of people that i like a lot like and, and sometimes it's just a way of thinking a different way of thinking about the sport like you yeah. pick these guys' brains and it, it's like, you know, they, they look at it completely different than the American style. And and I try and um 
I think it is like all mixed up now to one like kind of style that is my own. And yeah. like, um, some of it's, some of it's, I think, uh, it, it comes down to what's going to work for you. But like, I think I'm like way past the years of like using strictly horsepower where like, I think like in my younger wrestling, like even up until recently, I think I used a lot more horsepower and like grind and like, yeah think we're like i think i've ha- i've had to like accept that i'm getting older that like i can't just use horsepower 24 7 like i'm gonna have to like finesse guys use technique tactics slick yeah. guys out position them and like i think it's really good for my wrestling but the funny thing is like when it comes to a coaching standpoint it doesn't always fit in with like with like every program you know i've had a hard yeah. time like passing on things that I know that like work for me, like I- I've had a really weird time passing things on sometimes. And then I-, I do think I like do a really good job of passing things on to like a very small group or to one guy. And I have a really hard time, like at least at this point in my life, like creating a system out of this. Cause I have learned so many different things, yes. you know, uh, you know, like, and like a lot of times you'll show something as like, it's really successful overseas and like people have whole programs that have success like using a philosophy or a style or like techniques and you bring it into a college room or like, you know, American folk style room and they just don't, they don't like, they don't like it at all. Or yeah. Like, it might, like you said, is that mesh, you know? Yeah. So then, um, but I, I ultimately, yeah, I have a hard time passing it on because they're just like, you just pick up so many little things here and there. And like, um, I think like most wrestlers do it, it's like, I just have a big like store of, of just random wrestling clips from like all around the world. And like, sometimes I'm not even like studying. I'm like, Oh, I got to do this move. It's almost like just having like that image of that move in your head. And like, that that's a possibility. If you get into a scramble, like there's, yeah. you know, this, this guy did some crazy thing I never seen before. And it's like, you know, like, I don't know if you've had it in matches, but I've had matches where like I did something I've never done before, you know, yeah, and, and, and you're it's like, weird. where did this come from? Maybe you've seen it in <laughs> yeah. a video or, you know, yeah. hit it a couple times in practice even, or. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, it's really cool seeing how these guys think. And I think ultimately there is a universal like wrestling mindset more or less, but there's definitely different ways of doing it. And these guys are pretty dang smart out here. Yep. And uh, I think they're efficient. And like one one of the guys I really liked um, training with and, and here and talk with a guy who was a world champ from France. And he was like all of the His name was Mello. Okay. Uh, yeah. But uh, he he's a coach there now. He he like won at, I think he wrestled 97, like my weight and the weight below 87. And he, I think he was world champ at 87 in 2014. Um, but, uh, he's just super slick. And I started training with him like, I don't know, 10 years ago, we had a camp and I trained with him. I'm like, well, this is like one of the guys who isn't like, he's a world champ and he's like kind of flicking people to sometimes like fall their face and stuff like that. I'm like, what is he doing? You know? And I felt it and like, I'm like, man, that's cool. And like some of his stuff I can do some of it. I still can't do. And I, I still try, but like, you know, I, I <laughs> you just need those I, little nuggets. It's like, yeah, some of it. You're yeah. Like, that's so cool. Yeah. And I picked up, 
you know, and I'm definitely doing it my own way, but like I picked up one big attack from him that I've used, like I've got so much mileage out of and like some of the other ones I never could be successful with, but one attack, which is big, especially in Greco, if you can score on a lot of people with one attack. And, um, but also like I went back out to France, I'm going out to France after this again. So I'm going to work with him again, but like just the way he thought about the whole game was just so different like then i feel like anybody like he he was so tactical to the point where like i know this guy's got a righty gut and it's really hard to stop so i'm gonna like get to the edge of the mat and i'm gonna turn and i'm gonna like i'm gonna defend super hard left so that like his only option is to gut me right the way he wants to i'm not i'm gonna try and not let it happen but if he gets it he only gets one and then we're back on our feet and it's like it's a weird way of thinking about the sport where it really is like chess like I'm going to, this guy's got such a good gut. Like he's the Olympic champ, but I'm only going to let him gut me one time. So I'm still in the match. Like he has like little things like that, that like, I don't think Americans would ever think that way because they're like, I'm not giving up any points. And it's, you, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's, it's that grind. Match. It's that in your face. Yeah. You know? There's this chess match uh, going on in his head that like, I don't necessarily play it like he does still, but nope. it's just cool to hear like, he thinks that way and that's why he's he's beating some guys that are you know really freaking good because he's like i know i can take this guy down i'm gonna have a really hard time like defending him like everybody gets gutted by him but everybody's getting tacked i'm only gonna get gutted once i'm gonna be in the match i'm gonna take him down and i'm gonna beat him you know like yeah beat him on my feet you know like stuff like that um you know these guys are pretty smart (laughs) there's some nuances like even the warmups, I remember the first time going overseas or getting around like Brandon Paulson training, you know, instead of your typical jog, skip, warm up, you're doing backflips and cartwheels. And you're like, this is a game changer, <laughs> you know? Like, yeah. I mean, just yeah. like you said, the warm up, the pre match rituals, the training, the technique, the different nuances, you learn so much. I mean, yeah. And I, it, the way they warm up too, they like, they do like the jog around, they do like a lot of different things we never do. And then they just do the bounce around thing where you're kicking and you're, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's funny. I feel like all of us start doing it once we start like training internationally, but it is cool. You know, it, it is, it's different, it's you know, yeah. I mean, I love yeah. it. And now you made first, I remember watching you make your first world. That was like 2014 in Fargo. Right. Of mm-hmm. all places, you make your first. And that was Ben yeah. Provisor. I remember. But you're saying that, OK, 2014, it's now 2023. You come back and you make a world team last year. I mean, that's that's amazing. That's nine years later. You know, and I I go back and I look and I'm like, you know, I just want to just acknowledge you because what's so cool for me and even the listeners about your story is. I know you had a frustrate a big frustration the lamp last Olympic trials, right? It you know it didn't work out the way you wanted, but talk about that like from my perspective, it's like your resilience and your grit and even just just being just coming back, having the courage to come back and heal and forgive. And I've seen some interviews where you talked about forgiving and moving on. Talk about coming back from that place, from a place of being broken to maybe, you know, right now is a, it's so cool to watch it. You seem like you're in a great place, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, it took a lot of work and time and um, I think it ultimately, it had to come down to like, you know, my wife supporting it and, and like me, he just kind of really cutting through 
everything I'm telling myself and, and like, what do I truly want? Do I truly want to go to the Olympics? And it's like, yeah, yeah I still want to go to the Olympics despite everything that happened. Yep. And I'm like, all right, if I'm going to do that, I can't be like Mr. Sourpuss and <laughs> mad at everybody. And like, <laughs> cause I'm going to be around all these people that I was really angry with, you know? And it's yeah. like, it's, so it's like, can I forgive them? Like, yeah, I'm pretty sure I could forgive them. And, and I mean, I do think that's how I was like brought up to forgive people and, and get over it. And I don't have to be their best friend or like, I don't even have to talk to them, but just even be at peace, you know, as much as possible with them for me. And like, yep. you know, and, and it's not always easy, you know, like I think I've done a really good job of it, but I did run into the referee and like, I still like have a lot of anger towards that guy, you know? Yeah. And, yeah. uh, you know, and, uh, you know, but I do think it's, it's something that like, what would be the easier thing to do? It would just be to never come back, you yeah. know? And so like, yeah. I don't want to do the easier thing. I want to do like the thing that's going to make me grow, you know, despite what happens and like be able to move on with like, you know, with new memories and a full heart. And that, that was part of it too. It's like make new memories. Like I had such a cool journey in this sport and like yeah. I ended the way I ended it, I was so like angry and bitter. And I was like, it just wasn't true to my story and it wasn't true to like my experience, you know? And so like, I want to come back. And so then it's like, all right, I can forgive these people. I can get over it to the point where I can, you know, wrestle again. And, and I, I want to wrestle again and I want to be successful. And then, and then it was like, all right, well, am I still like, do I still got what it takes? was the second part. So then uh, I just like started showing up to things. And, and uh, last year, you know, I, I like right out of coaching, I showed up to the open and I won it. And I was like, all right, I'm still, I, I still like got it, you know, and I showed the Pan Ams and I won it. And I was like, all right, I still can do this. So then it was kind of like, it was like a two part thing. It's like, can I get over it? And, and do I still want it? And then it was like, am I still capable of being successful on this level? And like both the answers were yes. So then it was just like, it was all right, let's do this. You know, my wife supported it. And it's like, it was hard leaving, you know, cause I was coaching a big 10 team. It was hard leaving that, you know, yeah. um, cause that was a big dream on its own. Like it's crazy being a D three guy and being a guy that never won at state to being like a D one coach, you know, in the big 10 was like, that kind of blew my mind. And I'm like, wow, I can't believe I'm, I'm here. You know, that's, <laughs> you know, that's a great, that yeah, that's surreal. inspiring, man. You know, that was surreal. Like I didn't get to wrestle on the D one level. And that was like a huge blow. Like I was so upset. Like I dreamed of wrestling D one level, but then I got the coach on it. So it's been like a wild, it's been a wild journey, like, like in a really surreal way, but like, yeah, yeah, it, was, it wasn't easy. And it's like, I went back to being like a broke wrestler. You know, I'm trained at the OTC. I got no money, but like, uh, I, I ultimately, I know I can go back and like make money and I could like, you know, do whatever I want after this. But like, um, yeah, it didn't feel right the way I was moving on. And I didn't, and like, I had some good people talk to me and tell me that, like, I remember Dennis Hall was like, Hey, this is not like, you can't go out this way. You got to like come this back. This is not your story. Yeah. Yeah. And I didn't, I like, wasn't ready to hear it right away, but like, I really, I really did like hear that. And I was a little resistant to it. Cause I was just really angry, you know, for a good year or so. And uh, I think the coaching job also saved me because it kept me in the sport yeah. and I didn't have to focus on myself and like, uh, you know, giving back, my you're giving back the heart of giving back. It heals you. It can heal you. I yeah. Mean. 
Yeah, and my relationship with the athletes, I think, really saved me. It was, it was really special. And, you know, I was really close with our, our 97 and our, and our heavyweight, Lucas Davison. And, like, yeah, it's funny, like, Lucas Davison had a huge part with me coming back because, like, I had to wrestle him every day, and he's a beast. And if I wasn't kind of doing the right thing, like, uh, you know, it would be bad for me. <laughs> he's like he he could beat me up if i'm not doing like half of the things right yeah you know because i think when i first like started coaching i just went full swing into like not training you know just like i just like oh yeah you're living the life what you want yeah 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 and then i i have to wrestle him again um because i wrestled him when he was a 97 you know i was an rtc guy there and then it's like completely different it went from like me whooping his butt every day to him beating the crap out of me when I came back as a coach. I'm like, oh man, this is embarrassing. I have to like train a little bit. And yeah. then like, you know, the, the, <laughs> the goals got good for both of us, you know? And then like, you know, he wasn't beating the crap out of me anymore. And then, you know, we were kind of back and forth, but like just having to be in good enough shape and doing things right enough to like be a good coach to him and give him what he needs. Like I had to up my game. I couldn't just, you know, be an angry low life if I was going to coach him, like, especially like how, like what he needed, like he needed somebody to push him. He needed somebody like his size that was, you know, you know, like he needed a partner and you need those partners. Yeah. That's a huge deal. That's a, such a big yeah, deal. So like I had to like semi train just to give him like, just to be a good coach to him. And so then I was like, screw it. I'll just after the season and it was super rewarding seeing him being all American for the first time. And, and like, it really kind of like snapped me out of whatever fog I was in and anger and like, just being like getting over my own stuff a little bit and being happy for somebody who like truly deserved it. Yeah. And then like, you know, I think we both kind of, we kind of re- like, I don't know who helped who more, you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. In a crazy way, you know? And then, um, you know, I'm still happy for him. Like him being at Michigan is super cool. And like, I want to see him accomplish his goals. And, um, and like, yeah, so that was like a special relationship and with his brother too, Andrew Davison, you know, and like both those guys are like beasts. So it's like, I had up my game. And then, so then I decided just to show up to the open for freestyle. And, uh, you know, I was like, I'm, I had to like wrestle Luke every day. And so it's like, screw it. I'll, I'll go wrestle freestyle. I didn't, I was still too angry to wrestle Greco, but then, yeah. you know, I was, I was wrestling freestyle pretty good. And so yeah. like my goal, uh, my plan was just like, I'm going to keep coaching and wrestle freestyle this Olympic quad. And, uh, I got pulled back into Greco. <laughs> here, and here you are. Cross yeah. the world of Croatia. Here we are. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Man, that's such a cool story. I mean, isn't it funny how it comes full circle with, with wrestling and life. And it's like, you look back, like I had, and mine is not as cool as yours. I had a similar, like, you know, I stepped back from wrestling with, with the concussion problems after the Olympics and a little bit yeah. in college. And literally it's so funny, literally the same thing. Pinnacle, Jared Lawrence and Brandon Paulson were at Pinnacle and they're like, Hey, you want to come coach and help? And I, and I went literally the same exact thing. It was like a healing process. Cause I was so angry how it ended and you know for a lot of guys it doesn't end the way you want but being able to give back to athletes yeah. I mean, it, it's amazing that's so cool and i bet here's the thing you you well you know momir pekovic right yeah momir he's out here right sure. now yeah exactly like i remember yeah. talking to him in my time you know and him saying he i remember him mentioning like hey i took a year or two off 
he came back and he won the Olympic games. It's like you, for you, like a guy, it's like, you took time off. You were out in the world. You, you weren't in a good, and look where you're at. And you come within a, like a maturity now that you would probably would have never had, had you not taken that time. You know, it, it's so cool. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, it is crazy. And even like mentioning Momir, it's like, I've been wrestling on this level. I've been wrestling period for so long, but, um, I'm still staying connected to a lot of people that have been with me for a long time. Like Momir's out here coaching Adam Kuhn, but you know, he's helping out all of us and he still talks to me a lot because he had a big part in my like Greco career, you know? And yeah, uh, yeah it, it is wild. And, and I do think that there's, again, there's advantages and disadvantages to me being where I'm at. Like I'm physically, um, I'm not who I was when I was 25 or like, or like a teenager, but I'm like, you know, the experience I have and mentally and like the knowledge I have. And like, I think that that's, it's more of an advantage than a disadvantage. So then like, like it always, it always seems like you got to find the right recipe of what you need to be successful, like given what your circumstances are. And I think like when I was younger, I could be more of a meathead and get, and get away with just like being really strong, lifting a lot and going as hard as possible. And now I've like, I've been forced to like become a way better wrestler because I can't do that. And, and it's fun. And it's a, it's another way of like making it interesting. And like that longevity thing is like, you know, I'm, I'm not a, I'm a Brady fan as a person just because of how long Tom Brady got to play for. I, mean, I was just, I was just, um, I mean, one of the big things I started doing because of him was like, he talked so much about pliability yeah. and like he, he could afford to have people kind of go into his like fascia all the time. But like something, something I like started doing, which was like, it was expensive, but I budgeted it in just to be able to do it. Like, you know, couple times a month was like this Maya fascia release stuff. Unreal. And that, and that helped me like keep going, you know, but like also like uh, they had a place in, in Chicago, it was called Delos therapy. And it was awesome. It really helped me um, physically like be able to recover and get back to training. Mm-hmm. Uh, but like also like mentally thinking about it differently and physically like wrestling different, like changing the way I wrestle. Like I was already kind of talking about how I think I relax a lot more than like I used to and I try and be efficient as possible I try and like use less muscle and use more positioning and like use more timing use more like like this these kinds of things like it helps me stay in the game and like it helps me day to day stay in the game but it also like there's so many advantages to it to just sheer like scoring points and like I'm just like one thing that's bigger now than ever in my career, like, and, and what I think helps me keep going is just like, just reminding myself simple things like keep breathing and focus on like what's right in front of you. Keep breathing. And it's like, so it's so simple and it's something we've heard and something, but to actually like live that way every day in practice and like to not get emotional about anything, you know, is like big for me. It's like, even like here, like world-class camp, you know, like I turn somebody, they like bang on the mat. Like they're pissed. Like they lose it. They I, lose uh, yeah, I don't, I try not to get like to the best of my ability. I try to not get pissed about anything. And I think like part of it is like, 
wrestling for so long I mean, I've wrestled for 27 years it's like whatever all right you scored on me but like part of that like helps you focus on not on like what's like what's the next thing I got to do instead of like you know if you're really good and you get scored on you don't get scored on often you bang on that like what does that tell that other guy like oh I'm kind of breaking them <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say I like mentally <laughs> you're talking like mental toughness nothing rattles you yeah nothing gets you off off center yeah you're in a flow state that's amazing yeah and I think like trying to do that as much as possible like helps me too and like sometimes you're just going to get scored on and but I think even like being in that zone you get scored on less you score more points you score more efficiently and you and it's like not as hard on your body yeah. in a weird way like there's like two two ways of, of of doing it but one takes a lot like more out of of you you know physically every day and so like hundred percent, you know, just breathing and relaxing and like trying to do things, you know, to the best of my abilities in an efficient way, instead of like, like, you know, you know what I'm saying? Where I feel like we don't really talk about that a lot in Training like American. Yeah. 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 Well, and but, even uh, like for you a lot if you, more, if you're in adversity, right? Like if, Cause you will end up in a match where God forbid a guy does get a gut locked up or you get thrown or you get lifted. Okay. Well now you're the guy that, Hey, you're down. It doesn't matter. You're coming back. You're, you're finding yeah. ways to win those matches again, where five years ago you get frustrated, you pound the mat. It's it might be a different story. I mean, that's it. Yeah. And what other recovery yeah. stuff are you doing? What other types of recovery things are you doing? I think, uh, well, I'm doing like, I stretch a lot more than I ever did. And I hate stretching. It's boring. <laughs> you doing the splits? Can you do the splits? No, no, not even close. <laughs> I'm, I'm super inflexible, dude. but I just have to do it just to like stay in there. You know, I have to stretch after like most practices, you know, at least once a day. Yeah. And like, it's just so, it's like the, one of the most boring things to me because like lifting weights or, or wrestling or like even running, like, it's like, you're like, you're going somewhere, you're doing something. Yeah, you're else. getting it. You're like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think it's always been hard to me to consistently stretch just because I'm just like, I feel like I'm doing nothing, you know? Like, <laughs> Literally, I'm but, doing uh, nothing. I mean, do you, have you yeah, ever done hot yoga or are you just doing it after practice? Yeah. Yeah, I'm just doing it at the practice, but I've done hot yoga before, but like yeah. I'll, I'll use like cold plunge and sauna and stuff like that. And, and I get a lot of massages. I, I like, you know, train at the OTC, you're lucky enough to like, yeah. you know, you don't get paid a lot, but the resources are great. Like you get, you get free massages and you got people working at sports med that will give you, you know, like all kinds of, you know, soft tissue work or like put you through rehab or like, it's just around the clock. There's a whole team of people there to like, make your you know your injuries you know as good as possible and for you to recover better so i'm doing a lot of that stuff and um it's harder to do on the road like especially like ice bath and and stuff like that and but um you know i guess the other thing i do is like just like breath work and i think the mental stuff i do think it goes a long way and like without being some like super holistic weirdo about it yeah <laughs> not no, that you're weirdo if you're holistic, but like not and without getting like super super into it i do think that yeah anybody could agree that like the more stress you, you are like the worse your body feels the worse oh. sleep you get the worse your muscles feel like that you know being tense so like also like i think the mindset 
and the breathing and like I'll, I'll do meditation you know i have like the headspace app yes and exactly. um on your phone you know yeah i think that stuff helps a lot like if you can just get yourself to like loosen up like mentally it like helps you physically and and, and just to like breathe breathe through things you know i i like notice like now my career uh, like i can't always stop it but i'm aware of it that like dude, I'm like, I get myself so hyped up and nervous. Like, I don't know if I give that off, but like, I get myself so, so hyped up and nervous, like in practice in like, yeah. you know, if I hear there's a hard workout and, and I don't do it anymore, like, you know, to the best of my ability, but it's like, how much energy am I expelling? Just getting like nervous about how hard the workout's going to be, or like this tournament or like, you know, and like, so like managing stress and breathing and relaxing and kind of just like, just being like, yeah, I know I got to just like, I just, just got to show up. And it's like, and it's crazy. Like I've done this for 27 years. You still get nervous because you want to do well, or you get nervous because you're like, I know it's going to be really hard. But then there's also like, I do see like a lot of young athletes, like, you know, talking about athlete like workouts that are coming up that we know are going to be super hard. Like, and they're really kind of sp- using a lot of energy, like talking about and like worrying themselves about how hard this workout's going to be. But it's just like, when you really think about it, you're like, I've done so many hard workouts. Like what, what's another one? Like, <laughs> just like let's do it. That's you know? it. Like, just like, That's it. But like, if you're not aware of these things, you can like really tire yourself out. Like just even in mentally and physically, you're like draining yourself, like, yeah, <laughs> you know, in anticipation for things. Hundred percent. Well, and like even for like you're in Croatia, you're at the camp with some of the best guys in the world. You know, like you said, I think when you're going into practice, knowing, hey, I've got a return world champ, and it's going to be it's match day afternoon practice. You know, it's go time. Your nervous system is firing, but it's like trying to, you know, and like you said, you're firing all centers, and there's a little anticipation there. Like even I love it. Even like the breath work and not getting that shallow breathing, continuing to breathe in those tough situations and staying cool and collected in the, those chaotic situations. I mean, those, those are huge lessons. I love it. Yeah. And, and, and I mean, I think like some of the nerves are good, you know, like, yep. but like then just like two reasonable levels and like, you can't just do it all, every day all the time. And I, and I think like in a lot of my career, I like, I've always, always just like super nervous because I want to do really well. Yeah, you know, you, you, you <laughs> put a lot of you know? love and, pat- and time and energy and training. You care. Yeah, you care. It's important. Yeah, but you can still win. You can still win. Like being like again, like you can still win having all that anxiety and not like trying to be aware of it. And and, and but like also, it's like it goes back to me trying to like maximize the energy that I have, especially getting older and like doing things the best way possible. And like, from like, I mean, I don't think I ever really thought about like, I don't know, just, just rationing my energy out. Yeah. Like you're like, Hey, you know, and now, now I do. Smart. I don't want to be nervous as hell every day, get myself hyped up all the time. It's like, and, and, you know, most of the times when I don't do that and we have super hard workouts and super quality opponents, I actually usually wrestle better, you know? Yeah. And like, it also gives off this thing where like other people are like, Oh, why is this guy? Like, why isn't this guy 
like more nervous to wrestle me because <laughs> I, I don't give a shit. Like I'm, I'm, I'm here to get better and let it wrestling. fly. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Exactly. You know. So like, it's um, I think it also it's always made me wrestle better. Like the times I could tap into, um, that and like it goes back to like winning Fargo for the first time. That was almost like an accident. You know, like that was like that was like the first time I wrestled a tournament, like especially a big one where I didn't like get myself crazy nervous. And I didn't like, it was the first time where I just showed up and I was like, I really felt like a failure and I felt like I had like, like it, it was wild. I felt like a failure and I had nothing going for me. And I like put all this work in wrestling and I was like contemplating quitting, you know? And, um, I just showed up and like, I had yeah. the most successful summer I've ever had. You know, wow. it didn't make any sense because like my crazy? whole life, I just like worked so hard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you think it was the yeah. idea that you just let go? You said, "I'm just like you said, I'm just going to be present. I'm just going to let it fly." You're dangerous when you're in that headspace. That's a good place to be. Yeah, you know. And yeah, yeah, I do think it was because of that. And then I just kind of like, you know, try to try and uh, like replicate that tournament like all the time you know yeah. kind of remind myself that that's like where i want to be that's yeah. where like you're not trying to control things just going just being present just letting it fly trusting and like your training and what you've done your whole life and like i think that there's there's so many good guys you're gonna make yourself sick worrying about every one of them you it know, doesn't matter not, it doesn't not, matter right you don't, you, even, you don't even have to wrestle them all you wrestle the guy in front of you and you know whatever and like other people can care about what he's accomplished. You don't have to, you don't have to like be bought into what he's done in the past or who he is or where he wrestles. Like you can just like, kind of just be like, whatever, I don't care, man. Like (laughs) this is me and you one-on-one, like none of that matters. And you know, like, let's just go. And, and yeah, like that kind of happened for X, like on accident for me. And then I had the most successful tournament of my life. And then I was like, then I had to reassess like, Whoa, what just happened there and then like how do i do that again like and then i dove like deeper into the like sports psychology and all that stuff and then like at the olympic training center so are you living there full-time now when you're back stateside or in the u.s yeah yeah it's funny i, I train it full-time but yeah I've, like i've uh been there very little <laughs> you know, well, yeah, no. i mean it's i have not i've seriously haven't been there for 15 years i lived there the year after olympics i forego college yeah. for your went out there lived there what's the environment like so give people some insight like what's it like being at the olympic train center and in an olympic year like what's that environment like yeah yeah i mean so yeah i haven't been there as much in the recent months just because i've been doing this like kind of world or european tour of you know up leading up to trials but like yeah I, I put in a good block of training before you know nationals and everything and and it's really cool i mean it the year again like mentally i've seen it happen every quad it's like it can make or break people and it doesn't come down to always who's the best wrestler a lot of times it's like who manages this like this mental warfare better you know and um the thing is it's really cool to see the people that work there and like how how much they're there to support you and how much they're like willing to like put everything into you and like you know but then there's this like crazy 
also realization that like ultimately just like you, you know as a coach too like you can't do it for them also like it's it's going to come down to the athletes but like we have like everything we need there that you can think of like every recovery thing every doctor every you know nutritionist psychologist like lifting coach you know like trainers and anything you need it's all there food you don't have to nope. cook you don't have to clean you like you just train and everybody else is there to support you and get better and like I think the key thing is is just to be be grateful for all those people and like grateful for the experience and then you'll you'll be successful I think like um it's it's really surreal and I've, I've been doing it for so long it's not like when I first went there like when I first went there it was like so like mind-blowingly cool but also a little bit intimidating like this is the olympic training center now it's kind of like train but yeah yeah but it is cool you everywhere you look you know the the, you know the olympic rings are on the wall and and that's what everybody you know is there for and um and you know we got we got an olympic champ coaching now uh barrero from cuba yeah and uh yeah and, and he runs like uh, really tough workouts. And so you get really good shape there and, and it's pretty much you're working out twice a day. So like my life is basically like walking my dog, eating and working out like, just nonstop, <laughs> you know, you know, that is you great. Know? I love it. Yeah. I yeah, love it. I fit in time. I fit in time to do like some improv and that's about it. You yeah. Know? I was like, going to ask. Just, yeah. So I was like a whole nother topic off topic, Stand up. So you're doing improv or what are you still doing comedy? Yeah. Yeah. So I'm doing mostly improv and, but like, you know, with this Olympic year, it's been really hard to do it. You know, like I haven't done it in months now. So like I'm missing some shows, but like, yeah, I I was doing a lot out in Chicago and then I moved out to Colorado and I kind of got lucky. I like, I auditioned for this group and I got in and then within months of like that, they opened up their own theater and they have like all these opportunities. They got all this like, like yeah. If I was in Colorado right now, I'd be doing a bunch of shows. But like, it's also like, yeah, it, it's it's tough. It's, it's so it's cool. tough to do it both. It's yeah, so cool. it's tough to do it both. But it's just like, for me, it's just really fun. And I wish I would have got into it even earlier because like I just I just really enjoy it. And I think uh, especially being a wrestler and being somebody who likes to like achieve things. I think I initially got into it to like get somewhere with it. And now it's just kind of like, this is something I just like, I like doing a lot, yeah, you know? And it's, if it's, I ever get successful with it, that'd be sweet. But like, I just really like doing this, <laughs> you know? That's, um, that's in, you know, like you, you, everybody is listening to Joe Rogan or a lot of people have, and I've heard him talk about how hard it can be or, or how much fun yeah. or how rewarding and it's so cool. I mean, I, I want to find more, man. I'm going to have to like YouTube or find your stuff. Yeah. Where can yeah, people I find think, you? Uh, are you on YouTube or where are you at? Um, I haven't, I haven't put a lot out there. I'm like mostly just live. <laughs> but, uh, I, I, uh, I want to like start doing things again. I used to like make a little food show that was a little bit of a comedy, a little bit of wrestling, like a lot of bit of food, you know, yeah. like, uh, I, I used to film that and I want to start filming things again. Um, I think like after this year, I'll probably start putting out some more stuff. And like, yeah. I've kind of on and off done stand up, but I've like dove more into improv in recent years, but I want to get back into stand up um, in a big way. And then I'll start posting a lot more, but I'll probably post stuff on my Instagram and uh, maybe, maybe make a YouTube channel. But right now it's just basically just, 
focusing on wrestling and if i'm doing anything it's usually live you know yeah but uh that's that's great man i will keep watching for you and um and and again man same thing with this like i i've always i've always been listening to podcasts as a lot of people do and i was like Mm. new year i'm like i'm starting one let's go for it so here i I appreciate you giving me a shot you know and and coming on and taking time and i mean really like it's it's about the mindset it's about people that are you know thriving and i mean nothing but great things with you and wrestling man i so much appreciate the time and the knowledge and and everything and absolutely i tell you what man we're gonna be i'm all we're all cheering for you i I can't wait to watch you compete and and make that team and talk to you on the other side of it thanks man i appreciate it anytime you just let me know all right that's it brother well hey well stay safe over in croatia and uh yeah, well, I'll we'll have to get you on again and, and have some fun, man. Heck yeah. Hopefully uh, get me on uh, after making it to the Olympics. Yeah, no, man. They, we'll, they, they, we will. we'll get you right on after. I mean. Heck yeah. In- Sounds good. All right, buddy. Thank All you. Right. Thanks, Joe. Appreciate yep. it. Yep. Have a good one. All right. You too. We've reached the end of another impactful episode of Thrive Without Limits with your host, Jake Deichler. We hope the insight shared today will continue to resonate with you on your journey to unlimited potential. Don't miss out on future episodes by subscribing. And if you enjoyed today's content, we'd appreciate your feedback through a review. Keep thriving. And until next time, remember to live without limits.